0: John eleven, starting in verse one. I don't know if your Bible opened automatically to Daniel, um, even without some kind of a bookmark. But um, I haven't moved mine from you mo- you haven't. Uh, you you weren't sure we were really through. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, we weren't, but <laughs> we're going to move on anyhow. Okay. John 11, verse 1. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. So John begins this account of of, of Lazarus by introducing uh, him. His two sisters, Mary and Martha, the village that they, they live in, which is Bethany, which is about a mile and three-quarter, they say, uh, sort of northeast, I think, of, of Jerusalem, an, an area well-known to the, the first readers of, of John's gospel. He he dis, he doesn't distinguish it here, but there's another Bethany that's just on the other side of the of the Jordan River. Uh, it's, it's Bethany of Perea, another region there, kind of modern day Jordan. But this this village is, is the one close to um, close to Jerusalem. And then he, he says that this man Lazarus Was was ill. It's it's Bethany, the village of Mary and Martha, her sister. And then he gives kind of a um, uh, makes a point or a clarification on on which Mary this is or who this this Mary is. He says this is the Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet. Well, it's kind of interesting that he puts it here because that event is in chapter 12 and, and so it, it's kind of like well why would he do that apparently it was a an account a story about mary anointing jesus's feet that was so well known and and this is the first time that John mentions Mary and Martha and Lazarus that, that he says, this is the Mary I'm talking about. Not Mary Jesus' mother, not not some other Mary, but it's the Mary that y'all have heard of her. She anointed Jesus' feet with oil. And even though he's gonna record that in, in, in chapter twelve, he just he clarifies which Mary it is. And then he says that that the sisters Because Lazarus was ill, they're they're evidently a a close friends of of Jesus. They send word to him and they say, this one whom you love is is ill. It kind of reminds you of the angel coming to Daniel and saying, Daniel, man, greatly loved. that, that, That they say, Jesus, this, you know, Lazarus, you love him. And, and, and he's ill. It's even an encouragement, maybe a, an instruction on, on praying. That what, this is basically a prayer, but not, not to um, our Heavenly Father or, uh, or Jesus at, at God's right hand, but Jesus was walking the earth at the time, and they send a prayer by messenger to him and, and say that this one who's greatly loved is, is ill, this one that, that you are, are close to. And so then verse 4, when Jesus hears this, he learns this. Now, did he know it before? I, th- I think yes, but that they sent word nonetheless. Even though Jesus knew this, as as God, it, it's still uh, an encouragement and instruction on on us praying. Jesus tells his disciples to that that this illness doesn't lead to death. It, it might be better to say this illness doesn't end in death. The final result of this illness is not going to be death, even though. We know what happens. You're familiar with with the passage. But Jesus then says, This is happening for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Okay, verse 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when He heard that Lazarus was ill, He stayed two days longer in the place where He was. Okay that makes perfect sense, right? He loved them so much that he stayed two days longer where he was. Now now where is Jesus? well he's he's left Jerusalem. he's on the other side of the uh, of the Jordan that that we learned in 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 chapter eight when Jesus was was um, in Jerusalem and teaching and he had Stood up to the to the Pharisees that they they des, they they picked up stones. They wanted to stone him, but but he went out of the temple. Then in in, in chapter ten, um, the the same thing. They 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 want to to arrest him and 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 stone him, put him to death. So in, in chapter ten, verse forty, he said that he went away across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at the first. From from John chapter 1, we learn that that place is Bethany of Perea. You know, why there are two Bethany so close together. But you know, cities often have, even even, uh, in different states, uh, uh, sometimes even in, in counties. There's a Parker over here. There's a Parker up in Collin County. It's like the, the, they, they just had the same name. Jesus was on the, the east side of, of the Jordan. He had gone there. So it says that when he, when he learned that Lazarus was sick, he stayed two days later. Verse 7, Then after this he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and you are going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he he does not stumble, because he sees the light of the world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now, Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought he meant taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. So Thomas, called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, "Let Let us also go, that we may die with him. So the sisters send word to Jesus across the Jordan and say Lazarus is sick and and, and they're asking him to come and and to heal Lazarus. Jesus hears that and he delays two days before he goes. And then he announces to the to the disciples that we're gonna go to Judea. And the disciples uh, uh, immediately remind him of what had just, what had just happened on, on two occasions that, that the, the Jews, the leaders of the Jews wanted to, to put Jesus to death, that they, they, they tried to arrest him. And, and on one occasion, they had already picked up the stones with, with which to stone him. And then Jesus says, he gives them... This reply, this, Jesus' answer to their, uh, to, to their opposition to him going back to Jerusalem, he says, there's 12 hours in a day. If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. What does that mean? Is that sort of, uh, 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 is it a bit cryptic or is there, uh, is there a hidden meaning in, in what he's saying? Or do you just get it? You know what he's, what he's talking about. If you get it, then please explain it to me what, what, he's, trying to, what he's trying to say. why he threw that in there. There's sort of a, a surface meaning to it and, and why he answered like that. Um, you know, it had to be the perfect answer. You know, he, he's, he, he's, he tells them later that, you know, I'm glad we weren't, I wasn't there so that you might believe. And, and it's like John's whole, whole purpose in writing the, the book, the, the gospel. In and, and John 20, verse 30, John, you know, near, the, near the end of the book, he says, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of His disciples, which are not written in, these book, in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in His name that John's purpose was that the readers might believe that Jesus was, is, always, has been, always will be the Son of God and that they might believe in Him. And, and so here, I think, I think Jesus' answer on the surface, He's kind of hitting their normal day that the Jews and the Romans just divided the day in half, two 12-hour periods. And, and during the daylight you worked, and during the the night hours, you you rested, you 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 slept, but it's but it kind of points back. He kind of gave him the same type of answer back in in chapter nine, in in verse four, that says Jesus was passing by. He saw a blind man from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not. That this man sinned, or his parents, but that the works of God might de- be displayed in him, we must work. We must work the works of Him who sent me. While it is day, night is coming when no one can work. I think Jesus was telling them that I have a a, a mission, and and while I'm here, it's daylight. And, and I have to accomplish this mission. And part of this mission is, is witnessing, confirming the fact that I am Messiah, that I am God, and so that this is an opportunity for him to demonstrate that, that he has not just the power but the authority to conquer death. And, and so he's saying now is, is, is the time that I might work. You know, it's my duty, it's it's my mission, it's what I was sent for to do. That and, and, and he equates it with with the day. He had also said he's the light of the world. And so as the light that he works, you know, the, the light of the world versus the world's light. That 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 Jesus is the light of the world and therefore he is he is to work during uh you know these days while he's there to demonstrate to show his authority and perform the the task that that God set set before him that explanation may not be any clearer than the the first thing that we that we read but I keep saying it's 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 my mission it's it's my duty my responsibility my purpose to to do these these things. And so after he had told them that, then he kind of gives them more of a reason. He says, "Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. So I'm going to go and wake him up." That really messes with their mind. You know, that 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 they say, "Well, if he fell asleep, he's going to wake up on his own." And it was it's the idea of when you're when you're sick and you and you sleep to get over that sickness. And, and I think they're, they're hearing he was sick, now he's sleeping. He's just he's not sleeping it off like a hangover, like a drunk, but he's sleeping off this illness that he might recover and then he's going to get up. And they say, why, why do we go and risk our lives and, and risk your life? He's, he's going to, to, uh, to, to wake up. And, and then John kind of clarifies it that Jesus was speaking of his death but they thought he meant just taking rest in sleep, that they were a little bit slow and catching on. And so then in verse 14, he tells them, says he told, he told them plainly, Lazarus has died, and for your sake I'm glad that I was not there. Think about that. But then he, gives, he tells them why, so that you might believe these guys have been following Jesus for close to three years and he wants to, to demonstrate to them one more time that he is the anointed one. He is the, the Messiah, the, the, the Christ. And so it says, so that they might believe. Let us go to him. And then Thomas he he John sort of puts a a, a parenthesis there, the one called twin that that thomas uh, apparently in in Hebrew and Aramaic means twin in 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 the Greek didymus it means twin that he said, "Let us go that we may die with him the, why, why was he twin? well, nobody knows um you know who Whose twin was he? I, I read one place that... Is this the doubting Thomas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in this case, is he making a good statement or a bad statement? I mean, the doubting, it's like, you know, okay, that's on the negative side of his ledger. I think it, it paints a better picture of Thomas. If we think of
1: Thomas as a doubting. As
0: doubting we can assume he was a, a, a twin. Um, Warren or it could have been a sister. No, I think it was a You had had to be a brother? No, it didn't have to be, I just think it was. Okay. Warren Wiersbe says that we don't know whose twin Thomas was, but there are times when all of us seem to be his twin when we consider our unbelief and and depressed feelings. You know, it's like it's was he? A, another writer had said, "Well, he he's a twin," and it's it's sort of just a a, a play on words of his faith and his unbelief his doubting that he's well yeah I I think he was literally a a twin and it's like well he's the twin who was his twin no nobody really knows but apparently he was known to have had one so they and and I think okay They had been with him, like you said, for three years, and they've seen the many miracles. Sometimes we have to be. On again? Yeah. You know, we have to um, need something to make us uh, reestablish in what we believe in. To remember. Yeah. I think so. I, th- I think so very much. Probably daily. I mean that I could I could use a reminder daily. And, and not just get caught up in, you know, other things. So. Like that old that old song, "We'll understand it all by and by." By and by. <laughs> <laughs> Later. So they, Jesus says, we're going back, and and Thomas is like, let's. I don't know if it's pessimism or you know, well, we might as well go with him. It's like an eorism of, you know, and we'll we'll all die too. But I think he's really believing says, and that that he's faithful to to Jesus, that he's he's willing to go. At the moment that they're going back, they. Really, in God's plan, they could not be safer because this is not when God designed for Jesus to sacrifice his life. You know, they, they don't know that. Jesus certainly knows it. It's like they couldn't have been safer in, in, in going there. Okay, verse 17. Now, when Jesus came, so they've, they've gone to Bethany, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. So Jesus makes it to to Bethany there on the the outskirts of of Jerusalem, and and Martha gets word that he's there. She goes out, and and she, she says, Lord, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. Was she forgetting anything? I mean, they had, she had sent word to, to, to Jesus that, that Lazarus was, was sick. Was she familiar with the, the story of the centurion's servant? Remember, this is in, in, in Luke chapter 7 where the centurion sends word to Jesus that, you know, this is a Roman and he sends word to Jesus that, that his servant is sick and, and asks him to come and 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 Jesus starts on his way and and then the, the servant the centurion says, Look, Lord, I'm not worthy of you coming to my house but you have the authority just like I do. If I say to a, to a servant or a soldier, go, he goes. If I say, come, he comes. If I say, do that, he does that. And he, and he tells Jesus, all you have to do is say that he be healed and he will be healed. And, and Jesus says, he heals him from a distance, that he doesn't have to be there to, to, to heal him. And so I don't know if, if if Martha is not familiar with that, you, you'd want to think that she knows that story, but she's just, you know, overcome with, with this concern for, for her brother. And, and she says that if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. But then she adds this, this, this phrase, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. I, I, is that her hope? That, that Jesus would raise Lazarus from the dead or is she what, what what do you think she means by that by that sentence? I think she's sort of hopeful but not so much you know not not totally that. I know you can whatever you ask of God he will he will give you and, and so, Jesus then replies and, and tells her, your brother will rise again. Now he's talking about something within the hour, but Martha says, I know he'll rise on the last day. She's read Daniel chapter 12. She knows that, that in the last day there will be a resurrection. All will be, all will be raised. And then what does Jesus say? I am the resurrection and the life. Let that bounce around. That that the resurrection isn't just an event, but it's a person. It is it is God. It is it is Jesus the, the Son of God that is the resurrection. It's not just an event, but it's all funneled through him. He is the reason for the resurrection and the cause of of the resurrection, and, and that that by His uh, uh, authority there there is a, a resurrection, and then he then he asks her the question, "Do you believe this?" He's I'm the resurrection in the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. Everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And Martha really has a confession that's pretty much like, like Peter's. When, when Jesus asked Peter, or the, the disciples, whom do men say I am? And they and said, well, some say Elijah and some say John the Baptist. And Jesus said, who do you say I am? And Peter says, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And, and Martha's got the same response. So she knows these things and believes these things. She says, you you are the Christ, the Son of God who is coming into the world. That the Jews had waited centuries, this promise of a coming Messiah, Son of David. And now she realizes that her friend, this Jesus who has just now come to her town, is that very Christ, that person I think she knew before, but it's just, it's just that. She's just being Martha? Being Martha? No. No. And it's like, did she just need a reminder? Did, did she need a, a reinforcement? Um, do we remember that always? It's like, oh, this job situation, this health situation, this, I can fix this. Or do we say, no, Jesus is life. He's the resurrection. He, he is the, 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 the one sent by God into the world to atone for our sins, but, but also to give us new life, a, a life that's not focused on other things, a life that's, that should be focused on serving, serving God. So Jesus first meets Martha and, and has this, discussion with her and after she makes this confession there in verse 28 when she had said this she went and called her sister Mary saying in private the teacher is come and he is calling you and when she heard it she rose out and went to him she rose quickly and went to him now Jesus had not yet come into the village but was still in the place where Martha had met him When the Jews who were with her in the house consoling her saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed her supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep. So Martha had heard Jesus was there. She goes out to meet him. Mary is still in the house and there are, there are many who had come out from, from Jerusalem and from Bethany, friends and family to, to console them for their brother had, had just died. Martha goes in, said privately, she, she whispers to Mary that the teacher is here. And Mary is going to go out to see him. When she gets up, everybody follows him. That The culture was such that they, that they grieved for, for days and days when someone had died. And, and the, the family and, the, and friends would gather there with them and, and, and console them. And so they think Mary's going to the tomb to sit there and, 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 and grieve. And so we're going to go with her. We're going to support her. And so, so there is a crowd that is going with Mary now to see Martha. And she see, when, so where did we leave off? Okay, verse 32. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw Him, she fell at His feet. You know, one little footnote is every time you see Mary, she is at Jesus' feet. Later in 12, we're going um, to have her anoint Jesus' feet and Luke's. Uh, I think it's Luke ten that um, that that Luke introduces Mary and Martha, and and and, and Mary is is sitting at Jesus's feet, listening to to him teach. But listen to what she says, Lord: If you had been here, my brother would not have died. The exact same words that 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 Martha had said, Mary, Mary says. She she leaves out the part about I know that if. You ask God, He will do anything that you can say. But but they both, they both seem to think that if Jesus had been there, Lazarus wouldn't die. They they know that He has that that authority to heal, but but they're sort of looking at it through maybe a, a, a narrow uh, tunnel or, or or blinders of just. It's either he's either going to be healed or he's not going to be healed. If Jesus was here, he would he would you would have healed him. Verse thirty three. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. Where have you laid him? They said, "Lord, come and see." And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. Some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? You know, they kind of had the same, the same thought that, that Mary and Martha had that if he had been here, couldn't he have healed him? He healed the blind man. They know the, the account, the event of, of uh, John chapter 9 of, of Jesus going through Jerusalem and he sees the man born who had been blind since birth and how he, 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 he spit in the mud and put it on his eyes and said, go and, and wash in the pool of S- Siloam and, and that that man was healed so that if he had just been here, he could have healed them. He could have healed Lazarus. He, he wouldn't have died. Mary, Jesus goes with with Mary to the tomb. I think Martha. We're gonna we're gonna see that Martha is actually there also, and that that, that they're weeping. And then it says, verse thirty three, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. Do you have another translation of that of that phrase? Of. Say it again. He groaned. he groaned, which which may be closer to the literal sense of the word that that they say the 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 the, the word is is from the same word of a horse snorting. I'm not going to make a horse snort, but but you just you get the idea that it's just like this, <clears throat> just that. That that Jesus sees this weeping, they're they're grieving, and it's just like uh, that he that he makes this he's deeply moved and 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 troubled, and then that he that he wept, that that he cried along with them, which for one thing totally demonstrates or demonstrates the total humanity of Jesus that he was. Fully God, fully man, that that he wept. But what do you think he's weeping for? Is it what? Why is he weeping? What has him frustrated with them? I think you're I think you're right. What what is Jesus frustrated? I'm gonna end a sentence in a preposition about. Why is Jesus frustrated? What does he see that just so deeply moves him? Okay, so their doubt? I think lack of trust. trust. all this, but they thought that he physically had to be right there in that area. And I think he was trying to show them that I can do this, even if I'm four days later. I I think they've heard the stories, but yet they don't really believe. They think it's just stories that they've heard. What caused Lazarus to die? Very good. He was sick. He had COVID-19. It was... What causes every person to die? Because we're sick. This is not not going. I think Jesus is... he He weeps in compassion and sorrow for them and He feels what they feel. But I think He sees they're at the tomb... There's not just one tomb there. This is a a place where there are many tombs, and he sees that, and he knows the reason those tombs are there is because sin entered the world, and along with sin comes death, that each person dies, and that I think he weeps because he's, and that groaning is like, it's sin and death again, And, and, and that, he is he's that moved by all of the other things too you know that why aren't they getting this are they really believing he said i'm delaying two days so that you might believe or i'm glad i wasn't there so that you might see this and believe that he wants them to believe he knows in just a few short weeks he will be he he will be gone and that he sees the result of sin amongst those Created in God's own image, and it just you know it 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 just moves him deeply. Verse thirty-eight. Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, "Take away the stone." Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, "Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead four days." going to raise him. Yeah. I think maybe she thinks he can or maybe he can, but it's like, no, 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 no. And, and the Jews later, they clearly had this this, this idea, this thought that the spirit hovers around a body for three days. And at the fourth day, though, it goes, it's like, okay, there's no hope. If, if they it had that in the first century, the scholars kind of, eh, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But four days, it's like, He's not um, mostly dead. He is totally dead. You know, he's he's like, I don't know, Jerry Clower called it graveyard dead. I mean, he is dead, dead, dead. And and Jesus says, roll away the tomb. Uh -uh, Uh-uh, don't do that. Verse 40, Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? and his face wrapped with a cloth, Jesus said to them, "Unbind him and let him go." That he prayed to to God, and he said on their behalf that they might know that they might believe that you sent me. I mean, this is this is the the. The seventh miracle that John records, the final miracle. Now you could say an eighth is is the resurrection of Jesus himself, but of the of the the miracles that Jesus performs. This is the the last one and, and and probably the the greatest one that he that he calls forth Lazarus from the tomb. And you know you've heard it a thousand times or as many times as you've you've done a Bible study on this on this passage that, that especially Baptist preachers are like, if he had not said Lazarus, finish, the, finish that statement like Corey was doing this morning. All of the dead bodies would, would have come out. And, but notice how in verse 44 John kind of uh, reemphasizes the man who had died came out. That Lazarus, you know, he, 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 one last time he's reminding them, he was dead. He says, Lazarus, come out. And then the man who had died, Lazarus, came out. And he's, he's bound up. You know, they, they didn't um, embalm, and the Jews didn't embalm like the Egyptians, and so they didn't wrap him up like a mummy. But it still had to be not easy to come out. And that Lazarus is all of a sudden he has life and he's in there. The the tombs, the stones rolled away, he can see the light outside and then he 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 where am I? And he and he gets up and you just kind of picture him, you know, hopping out and, and you know kind of kinda you know moving as best he can. And, and then Jesus tells him something really practical. He says, unbind him and let him go. Just that he, he's, he doesn't need these grave clothes any longer. J. Vernon McGee makes a point that, he says, while our Lord used different methods to perform His miracles of healing, and you think of the different ones that, you know, that He told the lepers, go go dip yourself in the Jordan, and I can't remember how many times, was it seven times? okay. Or he 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 makes the mud and puts it on the blind man's eye. He Dr. McGee says that he used different methods to perform his healing. His method of raising the dead was always the same. He called to them and spoke to them as if they could hear him. Jesus had raised the the widow in Nain, her son, uh, Jairus's daughter, and now Lazarus and and. And, and J. Vernon McGee says he talked to them as if they could hear him. And he says, do you know why? Because they could. I, I mean, it, it's, they could hear him. And he said, I think when he returns with a shout, every Christian believer that's died will hear his own name. He says, Christ's going to return with a shout and it's going to like, you're going to hear your name and, and rise. That's what, I, I, I like that, what he says, Dr. McGee saying that, that it's, it's like he will, each one will hear his own name at that, at that final resurrection. Warren Wiersbe again says, when you're sick, you want a doctor, not a medical book or a formula. When you're being sued, you want a lawyer, not a law book. Likewise, when you face your last enemy, death, you want a Savior, not just some doctrine. That you want a real life Savior. And that's what Jesus says He, he is. He is the resurrection and, and the life. Okay, the final thing I have is a, is a quote from, from Tony Snow. He was... Um, a White House press secretary. He wrote an article in, in Christianity Today in, in 2007, it, and he called it Cancer's Unexpected Blessings. And, and it talks about him and, and just kind of going through cancer treatment and all. But he said that one day, Tony Snow told one of his friends, I'm, I'm going to beat this cancer, but if I don't, I'll see you on the other side it's like that, that we have that assurance. Why? Because Jesus is the resurrection, that, that he is life. It's, it's, they're not separated from him, but they're, they're, they're part of who he is. He provides that for us. What do you see that we missed, that I missed? You know, when you read on in, in chapter eleven, you find that, you know, many of the, the Jews, they believed, but some of them went and told the Pharisees, and they're like, okay, we definitely got to get rid of him now. That he's done this and we've just got to get rid of him. We'll we'll keep going in in chapter twelve next week and look at sort of the the um, the results of this. Chapter 12 begins, six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Beth- Bethany. That, that after he, he raises Lazarus, Jesus goes away again. And then it's like the day before the triumphal entry, Jesus goes back to Bethany. And so just in, in, in just the days, the weeks before, uh, before, the crucifixion and the resurrection, these things that are happening. Well, let's pray and then we'll be dismissed. Father, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for this account given for us to believe, not only for those who, who witnessed it, God, but also that you inspired John to write of these events, that by your Holy Spirit we we read these accounts and that the holy spirit just authenticates them and confirms them in our hearts and minds that we might know that jesus is the resurrection and the life god as we move through this season of celebrating the resurrection God, may our all our thoughts and 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 desires be on celebrating that, that we serve a risen Savior. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.